Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Inexpert Opinions with Jeff and Mike. In this particular episode, we are going to cover surfing as white people. Uh, 62% of Americans that feel scared or unable to share their opinion based on the current political climate. And I think most importantly, um, the protests and the current state of America, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. As you'll come to find out listening to the next couple hours, uh, we obviously don't have the answers. We obviously are wrong on a lot of things as well, uh, hence the name Inexpert Opinions. But if there's one thing that uh, we hope to communicate and get across through these conversations and chatting with one another, it's that while I happen to be on one side of the aisle and Mike happens to be on the other, we, uh, we can speak civilly about things without getting too heated and uh, oftentimes come to agreements and, and, and come to alignment on controversial topics. And that's ultimately, I think, the goal that we are uh, setting out to, to kind of achieve and uh, just making ourselves better communicators on the whole. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. hope you guys stick with us as we continue doing these every week, two weeks. Uh, hopefully we get better. And as always, as always, feel free to, you know, holler at either one of us with feedback and uh, your thoughts on, on what we're doing. Here we go. So uh, as far as a format goes, um, yeah, I do think we, we kind of let it evolve and we have a few of these things that we try to make work. And then okay. as we do them, I feel like both of our backgrounds, we're going to see what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, oh, okay, that that article that we were discussing, that topic we were discussing, ha, huh, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't jive. Yeah, agreed. And so, I, yeah, I think we'll just have to iterate on it and figure out where it goes, and then, you know, three, four, five, whatever, we can start to look at let's put an actual segmented order into this thing. Let's start with this. And I, I mean, to the point that you made a minute ago about it not being produced, like I want it to be produced. I want it to be okay. polished. I want it to be, I don't think we have to talk about the same subject matter. Like it doesn't have to be political mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, um, I don't think we should. Yeah. But the thing that I think intrigues me about it is having something polished and having it, Again, to your point earlier, like we are, it is going to be opinion based. I think one of the one of the best things about it will be the fact that it's two Nebraskan, now Coloradan and Georgian, mm-hmm. Joe Schmoes, Mike and Jeff, that disagree with each other fairly vehemently on occasion, right? Probably fifty <laughs> percent of the time, right? But I wonder sometimes, honestly, if we just disagree with each other for the sake of the disagreement. <laughs> oh, I think, 
I think that's absolutely. I know oh, that's what you believe, even though I agree with you. Fuck you. Let me I, try. I know it's the case with me. Uh, huh. But we can do it. You know, there's definitely times where we get heated and right. I'm yelling at you or you're yelling at me or you're holding me up against the wall in Atlanta when we're when we're crocked. That was a long, uh, long time ago. But but for the for the most part, I think we we generally work through it and do it civilly. And right. that's what I we think try. is intriguing and important to me is like we are two Joe Schmoes. We do have opinions. We're both bright. We're both intelligent. But we can talk about these things and hash them out. We are. On, we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And being we are on opposite sides. Right. Right. And we can, I mean, yeah. And I, I think that's important. And even like, if you look back at that text string around, you know, mail-in voting and all of that, you know, I reread through all that again. And that was 100% essentially disagreement the entire string. And yeah. the whole time it was respectful, even though I could tell, like if I had you on the phone, it's like, this is where Jeff's getting heated right here. See this sentence? I can tell. <laughs> And I'm sure you felt the same way about some of the stuff I was saying. So, again, I love the fact that I can have this conversation with you because you you place this, you take this conversation and you dump it into another group. Like, for example, I try to have a conversation where we have a disagreement. It's just like it, it, it devolves very quickly into like, okay, I just need to bail on this conversation before something negative happens or somebody says something that you can't take back. Yeah. I don't feel like you and I will take it there, hopefully. But let's <laughs> never say never. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, we're, we're definitely going to take it there. Yeah. I think, I think that's yeah. inevitable. Well, let's I, hope uh, we never get to a point where we're like, yeah, well, fuck you when we both just walk away from our computers. <laughs> well, when, I, when I told we were going to do this, she said, oh, you and, you and Mike are going to do this. I said, yeah. She goes, oh, good. And I said, what is that supposed to mean? She goes, so you guys are either going to end up not friends or you are going to end up offending the entire population of, of your friends because of how grotesque the two of you are. Right. And I thought, yeah, it's so one of those two outcomes. I mean, right. Yeah. 50, well, 50. I'll take it. Uh, me too. And quite frankly, it's like we've, we've been through enough ups and downs been bullshit. I mean, a few political disagreements generally, cause I think most of the, our disagreements are going to come from a political standpoint. Probably. Most of the other stuff, like if you look at the list that we like, even the things that we want to talk about, I mean, like there's a lot of stuff on here that you put on here that I'm like, I, I look at that. I'm like, I already know what you're going to say. I don't even need to have be on the freaking phone with you because I, I can, I know exactly where you're taking this. And then there's some other stuff on here. I think that we like even like slowly, you know, tiptoes into like what we do for a living, you know, with that Edelman brand trust report. Like I figured I put that on there just because I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Wait, which you know, one was this? It's the the Edelman Brand Trust report. It's just talking about like what's important now from a brand perspective. Like, what is it that people are you know what is it that drives trust in brands now? And this is a big report that comes out every year. Anyway, I just pulled three stats out because I thought they were interesting. I there's a link to the thing, uh -oh. but you I don't know, think I read just that one. talking about you know something that you know, the industry we work in, I think is interesting. We, we can yeah. provide some color. Well, I mean, yeah, to that point, the first two people that have listened to this will be probably my mom and your mom or my dad and your dad. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I can shed any light on, <laughs> on what, I what do? the fuck I do for a living, <laughs> 
to either of my parents, I think that's a, I think that's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you hear something similar, but my, I can't tell you how many times my dad goes, I can't believe you get paid to color and bl- t- to color all day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> oh, that's my my cousin. When I was describing what I do uh, to her, she's. I want to say she's maybe 50, 52, something like that. And I was describing to her what I did for a living. And all of a sudden she goes, wait, wait. So, like, I was describing user experience and and Mm -hmm. making making things happier and making fail states and this, that, and the other. And she goes, so, like, when I am browsing the Internet and I get that little dinosaur game, you know, where I can, like, when I don't get a the Chrome 404 page where mm-hmm. the di- you can actually play the game with the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And she's like, or when my computer doesn't load and it's got, like, the frowny face, is that what you do? And I go, yeah, yeah, that's, that's basically what I do. <laughs> and she shot me this look across <laughs> her glass of wine, like, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> that? People get paid to do that? You draw little smiley faces <laughs> and then collect six figures and walk the fuck home? Cool. Okay. Yeah. See you later. Oh, uh, oh, but yeah, yeah. We, I think, <clears throat> you know, I think, and and again, we're already digressing from um, anything on this list, but that's fine. You know, I think back to school. You know, like we paid a good chunk of change to go to frickin' to art school, right? Grip, right? <laughs> grip, yeah, grip of cash. On top of that, we both went to frickin' school prior to that and spent money. You know, so I think back, and it's like. You know, I walked out of school with nearly a hundred thousand dollars in debt. You know, and that was, you know, we, we I think we were lucky. We were, um, uh, I guess we can call it lucky to a degree, but we had parents who supported what we were trying to do, and so you know, I know I borrowed money, and a lot of that money was like not only did it help cover like the cost of tuition and supplies, which in our school supplies are absolutely astronomical, as you know. But then, you know, like I use it to buy a computer so I don't have to go to school to do all of my homework and crap. But like think about all of those kids and, and you knew <laughs> within the first year of school, it's like you need to get out of this program and save yourself some cash right now. <laughs> think about all those kids now that I mean, I, I follow some, some of them, you know, kids that I went to school with and some of them are doing nothing close to what their degree is. Which yeah. I'm sure happens to numerous, you know, probably a larger percentage of people than people that are actually working in the degree that they have. But you look at what they're doing, and there's no way I would assume that their salary is going to cover what I imagine their student loan payment is like comfortably. Like, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. I don't, I don't. It, yeah, you know, you're exactly right, and and it's. I would say it's probably near the like 60 to 75% range, if not even higher than that. I look at people's LinkedIn's, I see people on Instagram and and while I think you're right that people do do that in other areas and other industries and whatnot, like we went to a trade school. It's not like, it's not like we graduated with economics degrees and then started working in, uh, restaurants and be, became general managers and then entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and own our own restaurant or got mm-hmm. economics degrees and then went over and started working in tech. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we got specialized. These are very clear things and tools. 
we didn't have this wide breadth of of uh, courses and whatnot to teach us. You know, there were, there was no econ one hundred and one at right. the Institute of Phoenix. There was right. there was no English two hundred and three. It was just you're going to learn graphic design. You got some critical thinking here. You got some video if you were in my program. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, we're yeah. teaching you what you need to know in the industry. So then to take that and walk out of there after graduating and go, huh? <laughs> what do I? I'm glad I did all that, but <laughs> I wonder what's happening in this industry. What yeah, the fuck I, are you doing? But I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this anymore. And and quite uh, frankly, I mean, I can't. I, yeah, I can't imagine what that's like. I mean, I, I, I'm, I know that I'm speaking for you because I'm, I know the arc of your career and what you've done, but, but luckily the Art Institute did that thing very, very well. We walked out of there more than prepared and capable of doing our job. And thank God we were lucky enough to be one of the ones that worked hard enough and were talented enough to be successful. But yeah, I couldn't imagine. It's like, cool, I just paid $60,000 for a degree. And then it's like, you know what? I wonder what a serving job (laughs) would pay. It's like, what are you doing? I'm going to go be the general manager at Best Buy. Right. Which which we need them. They're good. Right. Awesome. But But you don't need a $60,000 degree to do that. I don't know how you're paying off my student loans. I still don't have my student loans paid off. No, you didn't. 14 years later, 15 years later. Dude, I'm. Yeah, I'm like halfway paid off. I was going to say, insane. I'm about 50% of the way there. Yeah. And I don't but, have any plans to pay them off any faster. I'm, yeah, I'm in no hurry. In fact, <laughs> I may I'm be waiting. on my deathbed being like, I just got a couple payments left. <laughs> as, as bad as I, as, as against mooching, as, like I would have turned down the COVID stimulus check had I gotten it. No offense. Uh, just because, huh? I didn't get it either. Oh, I thought you did. Uh, I'm waiting for the moment where Hillary Clinton becomes president and she's like, student loan forgiveness. <laughs> and I go, fuck it Yes, <laughs> I will take it. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that day is going to come. I know that they keep talking about like this, like education for all and whatever. Quite frankly, I don't know how that would even work. Honestly, it's like... I mean, we don't pay teachers the way it is. So how is that going to, I mean, is it going to be all government? Here's now we're getting into the political, political stuff. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just pay more. We'll just pay more in taxes. Right. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just don't understand. I just don't understand how it would possibly work, but I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Maybe you know more about it than I do, but it just seems like, okay, fine. Everyone goes to like some kind of state school or whatever. You can go and get a degree in whatever program you want. And then if you want to pay, then you can what go to a Ivy league school. Cause you know, Stanford or any of the Ivies aren't going to freaking be like, yeah, you guys don't have to pay tuition. It's like, nah, you think we're going to let you assholes in here? (laughs) Y'all, you know, 98% of the people who apply are fucking half tarred. I'm not going to let you into this program or school and ruin it. Right. Well, Stanford's kind of that way already, isn't it? What? I think Stanford will let anybody in. I don't think you have to. What? I thought it was impossible, like nearly impossible to get into those schools. Well, I think Because if that's the case, I'm going to get a degree from Stanford just so I can put on my resume. I think those are the East Coast ones. Like, I think that Stanford being West Coast progressive Ivy League, I think they, I think they'll let anybody. Oh, I figured you had to have like some kind of fucking ridiculous, like, you know, SAT score or whatever. And like, I don't, then you have to apply. So. I know that you have to go. Don't you have to? 
go through like a whole process. Well, hold on, wasn't it Stanford that got in all the trouble for having like the majority of Asians into their program, or am I? Is that Cambridge? That was that was Harvard. Harvard, Harvard. Okay. Wow, I can't spell at all. <laughs> uh, but Stanford, Stanford admittance requirements. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's like a pretty like rigorous and thorough at least interview process. Um, can anyone go to Stanford? <laughs> Is that what you're Googling? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a reply online button? Because <laughs> I'm in. Oh, this is just like Phoenix online. I think I'm enrolled in <laughs> This Stanford. is University of Phoenix. <laughs> Guys, okay. guess what happened on Friday night? I was accepted to Stanford. Yeah, I don't know, man. God, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to add this to next next yeah. week's topic. I'm I'm almost okay. Three truths and two myths. You need okay. strong academics is truth one. Okay, makes sense. 25th percentile SAT, ACT score of admitted students is as high as 1420 on the SAT or 32 on the ACT. All you need are good grades is myth number one. Okay. Truth two, you should excel in multiple areas. So why isn't Stanford just looking for students with highest test scores? Myth two, you should be well-rounded. Truth three, you should have a spike in one area. I thought... Stanford accepts <laughs> everyone. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, that's the tagline on their website, so <laughs> be careful. That's probably going to pop up. Google <laughs> research result number one. We why accept am I, everyone. Why am I thinking this? Again, I think you're confused about something else. Uh, yeah, I probably am. I swear this that was the case. Because my, my cousin went there, and so I, I swear we were... <laughs> and he's a crazy. fucking idiot. <laughs> well, no, no, he's actually, I know, I know, that's not what you're saying. Yeah, no, he's a genius. Uh, but I thought when we were sitting in the football stadium watching a football game one time, he was telling me how... Because I was... I, I don't know if you're familiar with their band. Mm -hmm. Their band is is known for pulling all of these wacky stunts at halftime shows. Okay. I, mean, I mean, just wacky like uh -huh. they are to put it to say they're a bonkers group is putting it lightly i mean they're they're just this bizarre band and i was talking about how the university allowed them to do that being such a prestigious school and how they would you know support them this and there because they're like they're well known throughout college sports and and and, and the ncaa as being this crazy band and I, f I thought he said it's because anybody can go to Stanford. And he basically said they don't have any, like, rules and regulations around that when it comes to that. I'm wrong. I mean, that's okay. probably very true. But. Well, Stanford's a school that, like, teaches you, and again, we probably sound like morons at this point, but isn't that the school that basically, like, it, it's not that it doesn't have, like, a syllabus or an agenda necessarily, but it kind of promotes you bringing ideas to the table and thinking for yourself. Isn't that Stanford? Isn't that where oh, did Zuckerberg sure. go? Uh, Zuckerberg was Harvard, I believe. And then, okay, maybe it's and Harvard. Then, that and then I'm he transferred of. over to, to Stanford. I think he went to Stanford too. Okay, well, I know it's one of these schools. Maybe it's Harvard, but one of them has this idea where they like 
promote this idea of like entrepreneurship, like entrepreneurship and like bringing an idea from just an idea through to execution and whatever. And it's like where a lot of these Ivy or these um, startups, you know, they come out of that school with all these ideas that they essentially developed while in college. Again, I'm probably just dumping a lot of bullshit I've heard into some really good idea right now that's probably all false, but, you know, whatever. I digress. No. Yeah. We both clearly need to read up on stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe the – I don't know. I know oh. there's a very clear difference between Stanford and Harvard. Like okay. it's it's – you need like legacy and all that to get into Harvard, I think. I'm probably just – I'm just spouting – Lies, <laughs> just here we go. I just I honestly googled. I goes, I I googled Stanford versus Harvard, Harvard, and it says, here is the first thing that comes up. Stanford University. The difference between the two educational juggernauts is fairly simple. Harvard has a focus on intellectual growth, while Stanford seeks to give its students more practical knowledge. There you go. All right. Wow, if you I trust was Business Insiders, way off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's on the briefcase. Swanson. <laughs> Sammy Swami Swanson. <laughs> Samsonite. Uh, I was way off. Okay. Okay. How'd... So Harvard is more intellectual. Stanford is more practical. <laughs> I just read how difficult is it to get into Stanford? Stanford is the most selective school in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do they accept everyone? Oh, never mind. This one line here <laughs> pretty neg pretty much negates what I said earlier. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, I guess typo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. The reason neither one of us know about either of these schools is because we never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> We're dumb enough to, to think that, you know what? I bet Stanford's looking for someone like me. <laughs> I am thinking that... Uh, uh, will a good dick joke get you admitted? Because I got plenty. <laughs> uh, outside of that, I'm not bringing a lot to the table. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. I'm wrong. Okay, let's try to dig into some of this stuff. But all right, let's do. Prior it. to, do, do we need to bathroom break, drink break, any break whatsoever? No, I'm I'm hooked up, wound tight. Okay, give me one and a half seconds. Oh I'll be, God, I'll be we're already doing, right we're not even twenty minutes into episode one. We're already <laughs> we're taking a small break. Sorry, we don't have like a Joe Rogan, Jamie, or anybody else to help us out here. Jamie, Google that. <laughs> Jamie, Google that. From now on, that is any, what's happening. Jamie, our figure box. out if anybody can get accepted to Stanford. <laughs> Dude, we got to come up with. You know what we got to do? <laughs> we got to create a fake Jamie, a fake and every Jamie. time <laughs> we, we need help, we do it. But it's just you or I googling it. <laughs> 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 we just gotta come up with a good name. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. I've probably woken up both kids already. You hate to hear that. Ooh. 
I just heard a beer crack or something. Maybe it was a LaCroix. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Hey, it's all right. Okay, I got my our list pulled up. Where do you want to? What do you want to dive into? Man, <clears throat> um, I mean, some of these are pretty easy. Like, I think. Well, I think they're pretty pretty easy. Like the surfing is too white one. Yeah, that's just uh, ridiculous. I find that offensive, but. <laughs> But again, uh, it's just if, if, okay, so for people listening, what Jeff is referring to is there was a, um, Dave Rubin posted an um, article, more as I think mocking the article from um, SF Weekly saying, surfing, despite its roots in indigenous Pacific Islander history, has been seen as a sport for straight white men for far too long. And uh, Dave Rubin said, it is a mental disorder. And then I, I threw up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I jumped into this. So actually, like, I read the like I wanted to see what the actual article had to say, and it's just, it's. I did. I didn't actually read it. What did it say? It's what well, it, it, you don't have to read it because the, this is exactly enough right here. It's. Let's talk about the fact that K one it's coming out of San Francisco, West Correct. Coast. We can make some assumptions right there on what you the know. widest the widest mm-hmm. city in America. Okay, well, you know more about San Francisco. I'm just saying West Coast. California, Northern California specifically, it's a left-leaning population. And then <clears throat> I think right now with like this, the politics around you know, equality and everything that we're going through, it's just, I think anybody, that, to me what this sounds like, honestly, when I, when I see something like this, is like, this must be like the newest, like, reporter at this company and he's like you know what what's the dumbest thing i can write about that will get some kind of freaking headline because who actually with any again i don't want to go too negative here but who in their right fucking mind thinks this is important right now oh yeah it's 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 one of the arts dude graduates the gaming degree and then SF Weekly hired him and they were like oh yeah I could okay. as go an intern a, go write a story and the, and the kids sit there going uh yeah I uh, uh, oh I mean okay well I mean and you think about this okay okay where is surfing where are you able to surf in this country west coast right people surf on the west coast up and down like the coast of California it probably is not as big as you go farther north because the water's colder than shit. Correct. I'm not sure how much surfing happens on the East Coast. Do you know? Uh, I mean, down in like Florida and South Carolina. Florida, oh, yeah. I, like, I think like, quite a bit. Oh, but, yeah. What is I'm, the in North Carolina on the Outer Banks and stuff? I know there's some surfing and stuff. But, yeah. <clears throat> but I would argue that the West Coast has a larger surfing crowd, oh, yeah, well. right? Well, who yeah. lives on the... Who, Who's gonna who on the West Coast? Who's going to go surf? Privileged white people. Correct. Okay. Well, there you go. That's why more white people are surfing than anybody else. That makes sense. <laughs> big, okay. Big, done. Big, big. Thanks, yeah. SF. All Weekly. right. Moving on. This one was <laughs> <laughs> debunked. Let's roll. What my, my favorite thing about it was that it was it was written in SF Weekly, mm-hmm. and SF Weekly, as we as we already just just mentioned, 
San Francisco is, I would be willing to bet outside of maybe a few towns in North Dakota and Montana, <laughs> San Francisco is the whitest place in the United States of America. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you live I there. I mean, for- outside of, the, well, okay. There, there are, there are some Indians and Asians there. So I'm, I'm, that's a little hyperbolic, I suppose, but there are no Hispanic people. There are no black people. Um, there are black people across the bay in in Oakland, um, but San Francisco, SF Weekly. On top of all that, the same damn publication comes up in my feed telling me about the bomb-ass Japanese restaurant that just opened down the way. <laughs> and I want to like hop into that comment section after reading about indigenous people creating surfing and how I'm not supposed to surf because I'm white and be like, hey, is it okay if I go get sushi at this new joint? Or is that wrong too? Yeah. Is that is that incorrect? Yeah. Or are you going to write a headline that says white <laughs> uh, uh, um, privileged white people <laughs> seem to support you know sushi restaurants and keep them open well, i mean it's like well one coming back to this though like this is the whole this this be says nonprofits in sf and beyond are trying to bring more uh bipoc and women into the sport which by the way i say that like i know i didn't know what bipoc was i had seen it a lot of times but it stands for people of color is black indigenous part. people of color okay is the i acronym. didn't know i didn't know what the i was I knew yeah i had to google it BIPOC. So, one, okay, again, let's let's play on racial stereotypes for just a second here. What do we know from numerous black comedians about how black people feel about one, the water, and two, the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna get them out there. They don't like it. <laughs> they don't like to swim. I don't no, I'm not saying they can't swim. I'm saying they don't like to they swim. And like the ocean swim. is scary to most people, especially black people. <laughs> I get it. Correct. You ain't gonna find them fucking fucking surfing. I don't honestly want to go surfing. You hear too how come every surfing story you hear, every once in a while you'll c- catch a cool YouTube video about someone dropping into a freaking, you know, badass wave or whatever, and then the 75 stories following it are, hey, look at this surfer who got his goddamn leg ripped off by a shark. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna stay here on the sand. Someone passed me a drink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah, this is stupid, and this yeah. is this is unfortunately the dog shit that I'm, I'm not even sure how this gets out, but I don't know. You know, maybe I'm sure there are probably more than makes me comfortable people that feed on that kind of shit. There are so many. I mean. There are just so many other things that you could fill that space on the website with. <laughs> I mean, I would be more inclined to read the article with the headline, 79-year-old blue hair picks out, the wrong, picks out a zucchini at the grocery store when she actually wanted yellow squash. Right. Like, yeah. All right. Tell me about it. Give me the scoop. Yeah, I want let's to, hear I it. want to know what fucking Mabel did. Let's hear what. Yeah, let's. Mabel you know wanted that yellow squash. <laughs> Fill ass, me in on but Mildred she got the zoo. Her life, right? So again, it's just bullshit. And quite frankly, I think it. And honestly, what it is is it's just somebody riding the wave. 
of this social equality ah, thing that we're, it's just ball bullshit. It's so wave. fucking stupid. Right, see, I didn't even wave. see, see what I did there, <laughs> riding in the wave. Uh, all right, so you know what? <clears throat> this Scratch is from, that one. We'll, yep. we'll, we'll never talk about that again. Ever again. So, <laughs> so, so, and this is gonna be unfair to you because I did research because I'm, again, Mom, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I'm gonna put you on blast for just a second. I am constantly telling my mother who. It's the second time you brought her up. I know, love her to death. She's a wonderful woman. But I con I'm constantly telling her, stop like reading something that you see on Facebook and then telling me, like regurgitating it to me like <clears throat> that's what Fox News or CNN, or actually I, I say that, like those aren't even reputable news sources in my opinion at this point, but. <clears throat> Unless you're talking Tucker. <laughs> oh God. But, so w I see this happening a lot, is people just will see a fact or whatever, and I'm sure there's, it's, there's, it's some, you know, cognitive bias some, or something, but people will just see a stat and they're like, okay, well look at this, this is true, regardless of where it's coming from. So you sent me this and, and do you want to read it or do you want me to? What was it? It's that first one, that 62% Americans one. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know. I can read it. Okay. Yeah, do you want me to read it? Yeah, go for it. Why don't you read it, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is, a, this is an Instagram post from Dan Crenshaw, who is a Houston congressman, I believe, of Congressional District 4. Don't quote me on that, but I believe so. Um, ex-Navy SEAL had his face blown off by an IED. And, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm just telling people about Dan Crenshaw. He's a pimp. Uh, but anyway, the, the post says, more Americans have opinions they're afraid to share in 2020 than in 2017. That's the headline of the study done by the Cato Institute uh, this summer. And 62% of people ultimately said that they believe the political climate these days prevents them from saying things they believe because they're fearful others might find them offensive. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so I saw that, and again, because this is, so for clarity for anybody listening to this, is Jeff and I have a, a, a like a Dropbox paper document that we kind of dump ideas into to talk about. <clears throat> so this is one of the, this is the first thing that Jeff put into the list. So I, I, and I've had a couple of days to like do some research. So I, a few days ago when I saw that, I like, I'm like, I clicked on the link and I saw that on Instagram. And then it was the second part of what Dan Crenshaw wrote that made me like, be like, okay, wait a minute. So it says the second part of his comment in Instagram, it says, if there was ever a time to unite against the far left, now is it no more canceling, no more mob stand up for our country. So I was like, fair. And I get it. Guy is ex-military, whatever he, no surprise. This is where he stands. So I see that and then I'm like, all right, well, and so anyway, the actual post, it's a, it's like a graphic of this poll. And it says the Cato Institute. So that at first immediately, this is like me taking my own advice. I'm like, well, where did, because what I've noticed, especially when it comes to COVID and tell me if you're feeling the same way is, did you see, happen to see the Trump interview with uh, what's his bucket from Fox News? Um, 
This was just recently where him Hannity. and huh? No, Hannity. this is Tucker. No, no, not one of the. It's Wallace. The, Chris Wallace, yes. Where they're sitting outside and then they're arguing about like statistical information around COVID and all of this, yes. and Trump's yes. like, no, no, wait, 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 and he calls his like, like you know, lackey over to yeah, lackey over to like pan him, and then Chris Wallace like comes out and like contradicts him. It's later in it's again it's in post production. He comes out and be like, this is what the the information they gave us, which is information that is it's like from the European World Health or, or the European CDC. And it's like, well, why are you giving us information from the European CDC? Fair and whatever. This isn't a Trump thing. It's just, it's like, well, you know, you've got a question. I mean, if there's one thing we can say to anybody, and I know Jeff agrees with me on this, is like, you got a question where this information comes from. We never know. Well, the Cato Institute. You know who started the Cato Institute? No. The Koch brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're behind it. Well, they're. Well, on they the board. started it. They started, they started it. Yeah. But the thing is, is they they apparently. When you, they're a libertarian think tank. Okay. And so the problem is though, is you get into like Source Watch or any of those other websites that kind of tell you, I'm not saying that, cause it's not like the Koch brothers sitting in meetings about this thing, more right. than likely. However, right. they are funding them. So right. you see that and you're like, okay, well, because again, if anybody doesn't know who the Koch brothers are, Koch brothers own um, like, uh, what is it, Georgia Pacific, whatever the, like the Coke industries based in, I think, is it Kansas? It's where they're out of? I know that like Georgia I, Pacific is, know. is in Atlanta, but like I think Coke Industries is headquartered in Kansas, I believe. Anyway. Jamie, Google that. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, can you Google <laughs> That is the best idea that we've had so far. Um, anyway, Coke Brothers, they are a... Um, I don't even know how to describe the Koch brothers. How would you describe the Koch brothers, Jeff? They are a... What do you mean, how would I describe them? I mean, they're entrepreneurial, libertarian, slash conservative. Yes, they are like, um, like arc conservatives almost, right? Arc? Like, they are the archetype of what a conservative person is. Oh. Like they are, they are probably one of the largest donors outside of that one other billionaire who looks like a blob of shit with speckles in it. That George Soros? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, something Sterling. No, um, Ster. What is his name? He is. I think he's 165. He's he's still controlling Guinness World Records for the oldest human being on the planet. He's old dude like, that freaking donates boatloads like of Anna, millions Anna of dollars. Anna Nicole Smith's husband. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, he's like one of the largest donors to the Republican Party. There is. J. Howard Marshall. Nope. He died. <laughs> Yes. No. So anyway, the Koch brothers, massive donate, donate, mo massive supporters of the Republican Party. They donate a boatload of money. They have, they have super PACs that they can, like, you know, I don't know, control, I guess is the word. Um, uh, what's his name, dude? Uh, are you, did you, what did you, hey, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon Adelson? There you go. Sheldon Adelson. That's the guy. 
I think he. I think I've he's never the. Never even heard of him. Really? I think he's like the number one, so like from a donations perspective, like the number one guy, Sheldon Adelson. I don't even know what he. Biggest donor to the Republican and conservative cause. Yeah. What does he actually do? Do we know? And look, take a look at a picture. He's the founder of the Sands in Vegas. Ah, that'll do it. So So, (laughs) that he looks like, which I believe was started in 1914. So. (laughs) You would be right about the, the 120 mark. Dude, look at a picture of him. He looks like shit. I've never heard this guy. Uh, he looks like shit. Oh, I've totally yeah, seen Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. He looks like shit. Yeah, he's, uh, uh-huh. he's, he's unfortunate. Looking. Yeah, he's unfortunate. You don't want to. You don't want to look like that. That's why you exercise and eat healthy. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, the pictures of him now. I don't. I mean, here's a picture of him. Here's a. He looks like here's a. Here's an ice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a burn no, patient sure who's never nice actually guy. been burnt. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. But is he? I mean, I think his. I, I believe, and again, I'm a dumbass, so don't, if anybody listening to this, don't listen to me, but I believe, oh, man. I believe he's married to someone that's substantially younger than him. But yeah, he's hey, a... Oh, okay, he, here's a piece of interesting trivia for you. He's a rough looking fella. Prior yeah. to 1996... <laughs> He's worth $29.7 billion, by the way. $29.7 billion? As of May, with a B, as of May of 2020. He is still the chairman and CEO of the Sands. He was born <laughs> in 1933, so what does that make him? 87, and still just trucking along. Good for him. Uh, he's got five Bear kiddos. Quotes, trucking. <laughs> <laughs> but before, up until, before and up until 1996... He was a Democrat. Really? Kind of like our, our boy Trump. Yep. Was a Democrat at one point. Um, yeah, well. He hit that point of his riches where he went, yeah, I don't like. I don't yeah, like you know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm done. I'm done sharing my money, I think. Pretty much busted my ass for this. Don't yeah. want a lot of people taking it from me. Yeah. Okay, so the Koch brothers. So So anyway, I see that stat. Wow. I would look at that and again, confirmation bias to some degree would look at that and be like, you know, I don't know how much additional information I need, but I could see people feeling that way right now. I question the legitimacy of stats that come from these companies. And I say that partly because I'm, you know, I keep reading these articles of, and it, this is not necessarily political based per se, but these articles of the stats and the information we receive are, and how they are, um, one, obtained and, and like the companies behind them or the, these shell companies rather behind them is that like, for example, like when, when we hear about like how bad eggs are for us or how bad, 
I mean, any one of the like questionable foods or whatever. If you go back and look at how that information is provided to it, like over this arc of years, you know, like is chocolate healthy or healthy for you, or is it good for your brain? Like, does does dark chocolate actually prevent some kind of like Alzheimer's or whatever? You know, or is, does it have antioxidant properties? All of these things. It's like that. That research is coming from these. Um, help me out here because I just went blank. What is the name of these think the, tanks? Well, not even think. Yes, think tanks. I'm sure come up with the idea, but uh, the the companies that go and like fight for stuff in Washington. Like called lobbyists? What? Lobbyists, thank you. Like a lot of these lobbyist groups, they go out and create these shell companies to, and then pay for the research so the research benefits the lobbying or the group in which the lobbyists are like supporting, right? So like the chocolate companies have this lobbying group that goes out, develops a shell company that then goes and pays for a bunch of research to prove that chocolate is actually not bad for you. And so it's like the same thing happens, I think, in politics, too. You have groups that go out, pay to run, get, do these surveys, get, go get statistics, give us information. And it's odd how 98% of the time they come back in favor of what we've just paid for. Right. That's, yeah, that's how it right. works. You get what you pay for. And so with statistics, I'm always questioning, like, even, even when you look at John Hopkins or whatever, and again, this is me potentially not conspiracy theory, but maybe being just like an eternal pessimist is like, where is this information coming from and why, and is it actually benefiting someone for the sake of, you know, like look at John Hopkins University. Is it, okay, who's their biggest donor? What do they want to think? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, and quite frankly, it's unfortunate in my opinion that we've gotten here. I realize that a lot of people are not maybe looking at it like maybe that I'm look like I'm looking at it, but why are we here? It is this that's normal? Ex- that's the existential question. <laughs> the existential question. What are but we doing? Have here? we dis have, have we developed such a distrust for media for science? I mean, it's not. I don't know if they call it science. I guess it's some to some degree it's science. How, with everything that we've seen, and again, you and I are in this at this age where we don't have what our parents have. Like we've grown up with this. With I think the distrust in, in media has. I mean, I guess. I, let me ask you this question: When when was the first time you ever remember like think, hearing about media and being like, mm, "That's questionable." Like, I'm not sure if I should believe that. Granted, both of us grew up in Nebraska, very Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue more Republican when we grew up than it is today. For sure. But you have a lot of, you know, biggest city in, in Nebraska is Omaha. I don't even know today. That's a good it, question. I don't know if I can answer that. I don't think I can. It, 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 it probably... I mean, if, if, if I'm, I would be willing to bet it was somewhere during, it was somewhere during like the Bush, the Bush presidency. Yep. Right. 
Um, but uh, it's kind of like the the great forgetting. Like most <laughs> people's great forgetting stops at seven. Mm-hmm. Mine carried on until about twenty five, maybe even thirty. And so <laughs> okay. I, it's probably the last like five six years where right. I, I mean I, I finally went. Hold on, there's something's not adding up here. And right. and the to your to your point though, it, it's gotten vastly more prominent i mean now you can almost flip that question and say when was the last time you heard something on the media that you said oh yeah i can buy that Mm -hmm. that's true that's a really good point it's 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 basically completely flip-flopped from i mean the 1990s i remember sitting in front of the tv with my dad and watching the news and it was like, oh yeah, there's Cronkite. And yeah, as I say, Bro- Walter Cronkite or there's Brokaw, yeah. Connie Chung, and their reports. Something, whatever, whatever his name Jennings is. Yeah, Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, uh, freaking, Bar- yeah, Barbara Walters. You said, it's yeah, like these I, people no, are Connie t- Chung. But oh, yeah, Connie Barbara Chung. Walters Fuck too. yeah, Connie Chung. God, she's and, a pimp. Yeah, and you and back then there was no question. It's like these people are Zero. feeding it to me straight. I mean, mm-hmm. I say that. I was 14. Exactly. <laughs> and I looked at my parents like, these people are shaking their head like they are in agreement. So I also agree with what this fucker's saying. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think there was, I think there was something. I think once we saw social media and... We need to have uh, a big conversation one day about is social media as a whole positive or negative? doesn't need to be today. 100% negative. Agreed. <laughs> okay. So we'll Easy conversation. Never mind. We will not bring that up again later. <laughs> um, no, I think it was, it was, it was social media, but more importantly, the, the iPhone, I think once the iPhone came out, well, the, the iPhone was the device that allowed, that allowed us to be constantly connected. Yes. Social media, the channel, right? Yes. But, but my point is, the channel social media was problematic, but I think the iPhone is what ultimately that's what disrupted the media media because there was no longer a need for me to turn on the news because I could read every news story on my phone. And so you started getting much more. I mean, it was, there's a ton of probably stuff. I mean, probably performed by Cato Institute and all of these think tanks that are garbage. But I think, I think by and large, they all share similar statistics, whether it's the Brookings Institute or Cato Institute or Gallup mid two thousands. Nebraska company, by the way. Right. Right. Shout. uh, You start to see this trend where, Websites start using clickbait. Uh, you start getting these Matt Lauer, Tucker Carlson types that are like very, they're not, I'm not going to sit here and say they're not good journalists because I think they are good journalists overall. I, I don't think you get to that place by not being a good journalist, but you are more, you're more of a personality and more is, of yeah. like, Right. Yep. Versus because, like, you know, gonna, you're good looking, you're this, right. that, and you can, you're charismatic. charismatic. Yeah, exactly. It's and the thing is, is it's not Trump like they're the writing these stories. They have a f- massive staff of people. You same thing with like Trevor Noah or, you know, John Oliver or, right. 
you know, John Stewart, you know, while they all are, you know, very intelligent in their own right, they definitely are opinionated and have an opinion. Right. They have a staff of writers that are coming right. up with this crap. You know, again, they're involved. But so, yeah, I agree. And then on top of that, I think to further what you're saying is there is this thing. <clears throat> it's paid media, too, because we have essentially put media companies in a position to fight for our dollars, to, to fight for our attention, to, have, you know, fight for our clicks or our views or whatever. And so you, you have these opposing personalities and then you go out and have to develop some, you know, paid media strategy to get us to see that. Mm-hmm. And it's like we are making these in, in a way. I know everybody loves to blame the media, but in a way, it's we've created this monster. We oh, forced totally. them to fight for our dollars. Totally. And so now it's no longer about, hey, let me go out and and, you know, fact check this story and validate the information and, and ensure that the crap that we're, no, I just want to be, it's the first person with the damn story, regardless of if it's all false or not. Yep. And it's just unfortunate. Yep. It's, it's like t- today I saw an NPR article. This is the headline. Police in Austin said a person in a car shot and killed a protester Saturday. Police said they detained the suspect. That's the, that's the headline. Clickbait, and right? You click into it, and in the second in the second paragraph, not the first, <laughs> police said the victim, an adult male, had approached the vehicle while carrying an AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> the driver of the car then opened fire, hitting the man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Dude came at me with an AK, so I fired at his ass. And you're going to write this story like I just shot at him from a right. fucking car? Right. Fuck you. Yeah. You See, uh, it's bullshit. It's it. It's bullshit. And quite, but the thing is, is like, how do, because then you get into this and this, now it becomes a constitutional issue because then it's like, okay, well, what, what we got to regulate the media and, and, and put something in, something in place that doesn't allow that to happen. Well, oh, now you're going to regulate the media. Well, that's a second amendment, right? See, dude. And that's the beauty of capitalism. <laughs> that's the beauty of capitalism. But you say Shout beauty. Beauty. The, the unfortunate thing here is it's hard. And in 2020, people are more willing to take the easy path than the hard path, myself right. included, in a lot of circumstances, right? Okay. But shout out to my boys Darwin in <laughs> San Francisco. Darwin, check him out. Darwin, but Charles don't Darwin? There. Don't ever go there. <laughs> uh, no, what, what you you got it? You got to hold, you got to hold the line. You got to hold the fucking line. Darwin, Darwin is what, a what sandwich is shop. Oh, okay. In San I Francisco, was really California. confused about what you're going with. Okay, it was right down the street from from Mixpana when I was working there, and I would go, I would go there probably twice a week. I, I went there twice a week, three times a week for six months. I mean, I was probably their number one customer. Okay. And they're san- I mean, literally the best sandwiches out there. Okay. One day I walked in and it was a Wednesday and Wednesday was roast beef day. <laughs> okay. And the roast beef sandwich had blue cheese on it. And I didn't, I didn't want blue cheese. <laughs> I didn't want cheese. I don't particularly care for blue cheese. Mm-hmm. The flavor, not, 
not terrible. I'll do it in like a creamy dressing or something. But okay. like blue cheese crumbles, nah, not, <laughs> not gonna do it. Uh-uh. Don't want it. I don't need it. Preferably, I life. love them. I can't do dairy anymore, but love them. Don't need it. So <laughs> okay. I looked up the board and I looked at her. I said, are those blue cheese crumbles or creamy blue cheese? She said, they're blue cheese crumbles. I said, great. Can you hold that for me? She goes, mm, no, I'm sorry. I thought she was fucking kidding. I started laughing. I was like, okay, yeah, so I'll just do the roast beef, no blue cheese. And she goes, no, the chef won't allow us to make substitutions. <laughs> I looked at her. I said, Especially in uh, San Francisco, surprisingly enough, where it's like, oh, I, but it's it's no, you don't fuck with the chef's food, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like those restaurants you see with no salt shaker on the table because you can't season your own food. Right. The chef seasoned it, yeah. god damn it. But I looked at her, I said, okay, I'll give you an extra five dollars. That means I'm paying for you to take something off the sandwich, right. so you get double the money because right. I'm not getting the goods. She goes, mm, I'm sorry, sir. Ugh, I had just got done waiting in line for 20 place. minutes. And I looked at her and I go, I'll never come back here. And I grabbed my uh, my drink and I walked out the door. I haven't been, to, I haven't been back to Darwin since. I won't go back. That's what you got to do. When Fox News sits here and spouts off a bunch of bullshit and, and NPR, I may never read NPR again. Because you're gonna fuck me like that with these yeah. ridiculous clickbait headlines. But but then again, like I, I I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, it's it's not, it's you have you have to. I feel like as a media company, it is your responsibility. Hundred percent. To do your absolute best to provide like honest news. Whenever, whenever, whenever it's possible, and but but unfortunately, these companies are are they're all businesses. Their goal at the end of the day, most of them are to make money. They've got to pay their, they've got to you know they've got to they've got to pay their contributors, all of their writers, and whatever else, all you know whatever. And if the only way to continue making enough money to sustain the business is to create these bullshit headlines so people click on them. To a degree, we have to, you know, like, who's responsible? And this goes back to this whole thing, like, um, what is the thing that everyone, I've heard it talked about a lot, I, I honestly don't know a lot about it, but like this, apparently, at some point, and I don't know when, and again, you're gonna have to really help me on this one because I'm just kind of just gonna dump this in your lap and then you can tell me what you know about it, but this idea that at one point wasn't like me- media regulated or something, and then something changed where it's not regulated. I'm gonna have to Google. I don't, I hey, don't Jamie, know. Can it's you Google like media <laughs> regulation? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like the Stanford thing because that, that falls under the First Amendment. And I don't think the First Amendment has ever been amended, has it? I. Okay, so. I don't know, but I, I, I could have sworn that I was listening to some podcast and they were talking about, at one point, media was regulated. Was it this podcast? Yes, I believe so. I don't, we still need to come up with a name, by the way. <laughs> I didn't even talk to you about that earlier, but we really need to come up with a name. So. <laughs> it just question mark. That's it. Friday night, Mike. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so. Go ahead. Well, dude, I have nothing to add to this because I don't know. So, 
the Federal Trade Commission? Federal. I don't know that it's ever been. I, media in the First Amendment. The U.S. Constitution was written in secrecy. Journalists were ne- neither invited to watch the drafting, nor did the framers talk to the press about their disagreements and dis- decisions. Once it was finished, however, the Constitution was released to the public and almost all newspapers printed it. Newspaper editors also published commentary and opinion about the new document and the form of government it proposed. Every support for the Constitution was strong. Anti-Federalists who opposed it argued that the concerns were not properly covered by the press. The eventual printing of the Federalist Papers and the lesser known. Have you ever read the Federalist Papers? No. I've heard about them, but I've never read them, no. I haven't read the entire thing, but I've read a couple. Um, and the lesser-known anti-federalist paper fueled the argument that the press was vital to America's doc- democracy. It was also clear the press had the ability to affect public opinion and therefore public policy. Approval of the First Amendment as part of the Bill of Rights demonstrated the framers' belief that a free and vital press was important enough to protect it. So, yeah, I don't think they've ever been regulated. Okay. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Okay. Um, but no, that, that's, that's why you boycott it, because they're not lying. That is not a lie that the gunman shot him from the car. No. It's just... It's- it's just a it's a twist shisty. of the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not even it's a twist. A, it's just it's just it's shielding. It's there's a name for it. It's called it's 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 called it's not bullshit. obstruction of it's not obstruction of information, but it's it's something like that where where you're basically withholding you're withholding information and making it appear to your point about the Cato and the the Cato Institute and statistics. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. You are, you are obfuscating the truth. That might be what it's called actually obfuscating the truth. Like you're basically blocking some of the information from coming out, but you're not necessarily, you're not necessarily lying. But, but they're not even, but, but I don't, I would argue. And again, I don't know because I'm not looking at it, but I would argue it's not even an obfuscation. What is it? Obfuscation? Obfuscation. Obfuscation of the truth. Obfuscation. They're giving you the truth, just not in the headline. They're going to. It's like the Europa dope. It's like, look over here. This is it. Oh, yeah. hold on. That's not actually at all what happened. So obfuscation is basically like, like making something murky, like uh, making something less readable, less clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Render. It says. I actually just googled it because I was curious. Jamie Googled it actually, and uh, it's it says yeah the the actual definition is render obscure, unclear, or unintelligible. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Bewilder. Unclear, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you are you are telling the truth, but you're not telling a clear, concise reporting of the truth right. until you get into it. And in 2020, you're doing that because you know that 67 percent. I just made that number up. Okay, I just made that number up. <laughs> of people are not actually reading the goddamn article. They're right. just reading They're the reading headline, headline and posting it to Facebook and going, you see this shit? Do you believe this? Right. This gunman And their just confirmation bias kicks in and they're like, I fucking told you. Well, yeah. what, what, I went back and looked. I had seen an article earlier in this week that said uh, right winger or extreme right winger in Austin guns down man from his car. And I went back, and it's the same thing. It's like, well, the guy walked up on him with an AK. Yeah. 
You can't write a headline saying extreme white right winger guns down. That's so disingenuous, right. you sons of bitches. Include that the guy walked up on him <laughs> with an assault rifle. Right. It, 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 you could argue it's like That's the opposite pertinent. is the truth. It's yeah. like justice was served in Correct. Austin. <laughs> that is Some asshole pertinent. walked up on an asshole, uh, some other guy with an AK and got shot. That's a hey, pertinent part of the... Uh, hey, America, case in point, don't be an asshole. It's <laughs> like, that's like, I know you don't listen to Ben Shapiro, but... I actually like, I, I think he's an extremely intelligent dude, and I don't think he's, I actually think, surprisingly enough, he's more right, he's right more of the times than he's wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. think his, his, his religious beliefs, while not, no, not my thing, and I'm not... I have nothing negative to say. It's they're extreme and out there. So There's, him and I tend yeah, he's, to disagree. He's convicted. He's yeah. convicted. I, I mean, mean, he is. He he is. The, he takes that Jewish thing and he rides it hard to the bank. Yep. But, you know that's good for him. You know, but and it seems to work. Him and his wife and family, they, they've got it figured out. So that's good. He's a he's a totally reasonable guy. At least from I don't know the I, I don't know him. I mean, obviously I don't know him. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of know him. Uh, <laughs> but no, he had. We're tight on social. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Did you listen to him on Rogan recently? Uh-huh, I did. What, what he was talking about, the over overwhelmingly peaceful protest. He was like, come on now. O.J. Simpson that night was overwhelmingly peaceful, <laughs> except for that one hour where he murdered a person. Yeah. Outside of that, he was overwhelmingly right, peaceful. Right. <laughs> so you're leaving out a really big part of the story mm-hmm. if you're saying that He's overwhelmingly peaceful. Right, if you're right. saying this guy gunned down some from, someone from his car, you're leaving out a pretty <laughs> important part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you could be like, you know, what is the freaking gun right amendment? Second. Second? Okay. Wait, right, wait. right to bear arms. Okay, first is freedom of speech. So when I said earlier, I actually... Would like to change that. I said second amendment. It's first amendment, right? No, so, I think you said first. No, I said second. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. What did I say? I said second. <laughs> I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> first amendment, right? So anyway, second amendment is like, like yeah, it's like you could write that. Like, if CNN was to write that headline, they'd be like, you know, second amendment gun right owner goes crazy in Austin. It's like, wait the fuck a minute here. You know I mean, the guy in the car that was protecting himself from some other lunatic with a gun. Correct. Yeah. But speaking of the protest, you know, you know, let's talk about that real quick because it's something that's... Ooh, protest time. Well, and again, I, I'm talking more the basic idea of the protests. Okay. And, I, and we're going to do this. I, well, I'm going to ask that we try to keep, while important, we keep COVID out of it. Let's just talk about the actual core idea of what's happening. And okay. then we can, we can layer in COVID later. You, this is very, this is very Eric Weinstein of you. And we can layer in. I, I am part of the intellectual let's, dark web. <laughs> let's keep it out of it, and we can layer COVID in later. Okay, just, just, just entertain me for a second. Let's talk about BLM and keep COVID out of it. We right. can, we can layer COVID. He's way COVID too smart later. for fucking. He's. It's stupid. Him and his brother. I bet their parents are like, what did we do to these two? They're not I bet normal. their parents are sitting at home, and instead of having sex on the floor, <laughs> they are reading uh, 
the, the whatever papers that you just told me about. I don't know. They're reading the what do you call like music? Um, music. <laughs> like sheet the mu- music. Sheet music. Yeah. Of like Chopin or right. stuff like that. And they're just sitting with like calling out like how oh, I think this note was off. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and then texting their children about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, he went E flat here. Bad move. I would have gone E sharp. Should have been sharp. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Anyway. Um, all right. So BLM. All right. BLM why don't you dig protests. in? Why don't you dig in and I'll and I'll just I'll fucking I'll play off you here. What am I? What am I digging into? The whole not BLM, but like I, your honest I, opinion oh, you about fucking, like like you like, fucking brought it up. Well, okay. You dig let, in. and I'll play off you. Let, okay, then let me just. I'm gonna let. Let me just... Or you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Let me just push us off here and then you take it. But this idea of... (laughs) Okay, hey, let's talk about 19th century uh, Impressionist art. Go ahead, Mike. Take this. Take it from me. (laughs) Jeff, thoughts? I'm really interested in... What do you think? Go. Jeff, get us started. No, it's okay. The, the, 14th the, century <laughs> economics in Spain. Mike, take this one. Run. All right. No, I'm. I'm asking about just generally. What? Where are you at? Like you're thinking, good, bad, yeah. or other on the actual core reasoning for all of the protesting. And, and again, let's. I think to level the playing field before we even get started is this i think you and i will both agree that to some degree there is absolutely a racial inequality that happens in this country to some degree whether or not we agree on what on on how far one way or other that goes we can have that discussion but the protests and, and i'm just going to say this and i'm going to let you take it from here is in my opinion the the protests from, I would argue, a majority of people are coming from the right place in this general belief that, yes, there we've all experienced some version of racial inequality. Like, whether or not we've been, we've actually seen it, like, witness true racial inequality, or we are part of a family, maybe, or no friends or whatever that have some kind of belief that that maybe seems a little unjust and unfair. So I think that a lot of the people out there are are there generally for the right reasons. But anyway, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. (laughs) And then we can debate it because I don't know. I actually don't know how you feel about this. Yeah, um, I feel I it's tough. I feel pretty strongly about it, I think, um, okay. on the whole. Um, but there's a lot of nuance, and so I've got I've to kind of pick and choose my words, I feel like. Um, so I don't disagree with you uh, with regard to the majority of people, the majority of this coming from a good place. Right. Um, I think that most people feel like they are taking to the streets 
demanding justice for Floyd and racial equality across the board. And it's all coming from a place that it should. They, they, want, they want both those things. And I don't disagree. I, I want both those things. I think where I where it starts to get murky and kind of muddy and where I start to shift over to the other side and 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 the the opposition side is like take the riots out of it completely because I don't call that that that's not protesting. The right. riots, the riots whatever, however big they are, I don't know what I don't know what to believe when I hear when I hear people talking about Portland being on fire and then I hear friends that live there texting me saying Portland's not on fire I just walked through it. it's completely fine mm -hmm. and I'm going okay so Portland's not on fire but there are riots happening right mm -hmm. I mean we can agree to that there are definitely riots happening okay. in places um, there have been a number of deaths I mean that's that's clear as fuck uh, when you say deaths explain what do you mean deaths I, from I mean, the rioting, but from from cops being killed to oh, nineteen-year-olds okay, yes. in 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 chop being being gunned down to New York's uh, murder rate going up four hundred percent over the last three weeks, um, or yeah, over the last three weeks compared to last year, three hundred and fifty-eight percent, I believe. Like th there is there is anarchy and chaos happening, right? So so remove all of that, the protests focus on the protests the place it starts to get kind of murky and i start to go I, i'm starting to oppose this is like right like right now like we're we're, we're sitting at july 31st and we still have all of these protests happening in America, in all of these different cities, Denver, they're still going on. What's the, what's the end? Where, where does it stop? Right? Most, most protests in the history of the world, in the history of society have been entered into with some sort of goal to achieve some, some end game right clear defined once right it, it's almost like a list of demands you give me xyz i'm gonna pick it xyz i'm gonna pick it this started with a protest of floyd and racial equality and a, and it turned into defunding the police and police reform etc uh The, the justice for Floyd, I mean, it, Chauvin's been arrested. He's been, he, he, he's been, now, it's going to be a while until we see if he's convicted, right? Because there's a thing in the United States called due process. So are we going to protest until he is convicted? I mean, is, is that what we're doing? If that's what we're doing, uh, we should probably just light the whole United States on fire <laughs> because there's probably of high 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 probability that he's not getting convicted that's just not of second degree maybe third degree murder 
But probably not even that. Maybe well, man. He was charged with third degree, and then they they and then they it moved to second, to second degree. degree. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Can't be first degree because it's not premeditated. Right. Okay. Second degree. Uh, I forget exactly what second degree is, but third is is basically manslaughter. It's, it's like yeah, it's, it's like in cold blood. It just happened. Right. It's that's, involuntary that's manslaughter. Right. Second degree. It's like no, because that's involuntary manslaughter. That's like when you when you commit vehicular homicide or, or not homicide, but like kill somebody because you're drunk and driving. Like you didn't intend to do it. You're so it's not murder, it's manslaughter. Hey Jamie, that's what this is going to end up as. I can all but guarantee it because. Okay, here we go. Second degree murder is generally defined as intentional murder that lacks premeditation. Premeditation. Okay. So I think you could probably, with the right jury convict him of second-degree murder. But I have a feeling the jury is going to look at it and go, I don't know that was intentional. I mean, he had he had COVID, right? Floyd did. He was on drugs. Is that proven? Or yes, he, was, he, he tested positive for coronavirus. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Ja- hey, Jamie, look, <laughs> look that up. Um, I'm almost positive, but he, I, I'm pretty sure he tested because he was talking. I think I think Sam Harris was talking about that because he was saying I can't breathe before he even went down to the ground, before they even had him, had him in a position where it would make him so he couldn't breathe. And so there was speculation that he couldn't breathe because of COVID. Okay, so again, I know that we brought this up earlier today, but this is an NPR article. <laughs> so whether or not we're going to believe it, but it does say that he did test positive for SARS-CoV-2. Okay. So... I did not that, know that, actually. Put, until right now, I had no idea. I did not know that, that that was actually a thing. Have you heard Sam Harris's Can We Come Back from the Brink? I, one, Sam Harris is... I'm a fucking Sam Harris fanboy. I know you are. I love him, but... I have honestly not been listening to him a lot lately because Dude, you I should feel like he's to... flipped a little bit on me right now. Like he's going so hard on – he is the, an intelligent we'll, man. We'll come, we'll we'll come, come back, back to okay. that. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not a Sam Harris fan. You know that. Mm-hmm. I think he's very intelligent. I like listening to him here and there, but I don't yep. agree with about 75% of what he's – I don't know if I've ever agreed with a podcast more that the pull, can we pull back from the brink? Basically right. talking about as a society, can we come back from all this shit? Right. Um, but okay. So COVID he goes down to the ground. Then you've got this potential struggle, potential not. It's something that, you know, I think I heard the stat the other day, 300, uh, there were 300 people detained in the exact same manner last year in Minneapolis, Minneapolis alone. Can I stop you there? We do at least both agree, both agree that it was horribly wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just want to yeah, hear. I just yeah. want to make sure that we were on the for same page. Sure, I, for I sure. assumed we were. I am. I am not. What I am saying that is, I th- I think in a court of law, I think there are. You have to base stuff in a court. You can't let emotion. And the fact that this was right or wrong enter into the equation. Right. When what, you're do, what do they always say? Someone. It's like prove with a, with with uh, beyond, beyond a reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. Right. right. So if you are going to put somebody up for second degree murder, intentional murder, 
I don't think in this case it sticks because I don't think that you have enough evidence here to say that this Chauvin character did this intentionally. If he did this intentionally, he would have fucking hit him over the head with his gun, shot him, and that would have been the end of it. There's why would you, why would you hold a guy down for nine for nine minutes? I think it was grossly negligent. I think it was poor policing. I think it was stupid. But if you're going to intentionally kill a dude, why would you do that? Why would you do it that way? Yeah. Especially Um, with a crowd. Especially with a crowd. Like, I just, I just, yeah, I I don't think it's going to hold up. So, yeah, I think we have to prepare ourselves for that. And so going back to the question. You know, this goes back to Rodney King, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the L.A. riots. You know, when all, every single one of those cops was essentially found not guilty for anything look at what happened and i mean and and i think you have a really valid point here i think should and again i think you're 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 saying that in a court of law will he be found guilty of second degree murder um due to everything that this has caused My God, I would hate to be in that courtroom. I, I, I'm gl- I, I couldn't it's, imagine. It's going to be tough, yeah. and that's and that's why it's a jury of your peers, right? You know, because it's going to be both. It, it's going to be yeah. But so, so so I I kind of argue because of everything that George Floyd's death has caused. It's going to be hard. I mean, I what? I mean, how can you honestly get a jury in an unbiased jury in there? It, it, this is this is not just national news. This is world news. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. how you potentially get an unbiased jury in there, honestly. But okay, let's just say it happens, and for whatever reason, the process or the freaking defense attorney is apparently the best on the planet and is able to find some way to get him off, even if they. You know, I don't even look know. Jeff, look at Jeffrey Epstein. That's not. I mean, that could very well. Happen. That's something I want to talk about someday, like in one yeah. of these episodes, because I am so fascinated by everything going on for there. For sure, for sure. But um, but uh, you know, like let's say it happens, and I don't. Maybe they get a, a reduced sentence or whatever. Maybe like whatever. I don't. I don't even know what it would be reduced down to. But um, I truly believe it would cause utter fucking chaos. I mean, look at what just his death. And the, and like, um, everything that's happened just since it's happened, since that was made public and like went viral on social media. Imagine now if all of a sudden he gets off. Holy shit. Dude, it is, it will, it will honestly, we think we're concerned now with all these fucking like protests and riots. We haven't seen anything if he doesn't get convicted. Nothing. Dude. Dude, so, so, so yeah, okay. So hold on to that thought. Um, So prep ourselves for the, for the, for the, for the event where he, he does not get convicted. Mm -hmm. At least of second degree man's or murder, right? My guess is they drop it to maybe third degree. Even that is going to be tough because I think there's a very strong argument from the side of a defense attorney that this was accidental 
that Chauvin had had performed this particular maneuver on 12 people that year. If you look at 300 across the the uh, Minneapolis or the Minnesota police, whatever, whatever Minneapolis Police Department, mm-hmm. he he's performed that action three times, 12 times, whatever. Didn't kill anybody. You know, it's routine, right? He, they'll probably bring in something and say, oh, he did it for 40 minutes detaining one person. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. He died because of COVID-19, because of this, because of that, right? Like, there, there is a case to be made for that. Right. There very well is. Um, so, in the event that he does not get convicted, or it gets dropped to a lesser case. One, is that justice, right? So that's question one. Because my two questions are, where, where does it stop with regard to Floyd? And then two, where does it stop with regard to defunding the police? Or, or the police, yeah. like, that's what I don't get, is there's no, nobody has come forth, even Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter organization i i won't call it a movement because it's not a movement it's an organization they funnel more goddamn money into well that's a completely side side topic um where where where, like what what is the end game right well i mean that's when when do when do the protesters go okay we got what we wanted like like martin luther king that was pretty clear the Vietnam but was it protests. though? Like, and and uh, that yeah, was yeah. going to be my he first wanted, thing. He wanted the. It, it was like Frederick Douglass said. He wanted the promise made on the Constitution because blacks were still not allowed to to vote. Blacks were still not allowed to take part in the necessarily things that they wanted to take part in. And so the Civil Rights Act was signed in '64, and that. Well, yeah, gave, because the, I mean, the broad goal of the Civil Rights Movement was we want the same rights as everybody correct. else on the on in this country, right? Correct. Regardless of, you know, race, religion, whatever. Right. What was the thing? What is this thing? Race, religion. There's another thing he follows of that that I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, good question. I think, so So if you're to look at, in my personal opinion, I believe, and let me just clarify, your two questions are, one, the, the well, the second one is, where does this end? What does the, what, what the end game look like for Black Lives Matter, Right. Not black eyes, the the protests. Oh, the protests. Okay, sorry. And then, what's your second question? Where does it end with regard to defunding the police? Police reform. Okay. Is it defunding the police? Is it like if 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 I don't defund them and, and me as George Soros, I give a hundred million dollars to police officers across the United States for better training for. Uh, better hiring practices for an on-site psychologist there at all times that you know uh, people can hop into and, and 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 chat with about the beat they were just on and the people they saw that got whatever right, right? like there's there's obvious reform so so to be clear not for George Floyd murder like that was bullshit I also do think there's a gross negligence when it comes to hiring police officers and or what police officers go through throughout the year mm-hmm. right it's it's a tough ass job but at the end of the day a lot of them are overworked a lot of them work overtime a lot of them are out driving around uh seeing shit that you and i could only 
dream of right. seeing and not Agreed. dream of in a good way, right? Um, I've I've heard a lot. Of, I, I've been listening to a lot of this stuff on on podcasts, on news, reading a lot about it. There's so many things that I don't personally think of when I when I when I evaluate stuff like this, and that is that's things like uh, this officer, right? That does X. Um, he could have been okay. So let's say let's say. Let's put George Floyd out of it. Let's say uh, in some case where a police officer shoots anybody, black man, white man, whatever, right? And let's say it was unjust and the guy wasn't carrying a gun. What if that police officer, and I don't think this is uncommon, was responding to something that came over the radio that said, hey... 48th and Thomas perpetrator just got done robbing a bank or whatever, six foot tall, wearing a white t-shirt and jeans, African-American male, white male, whatever. And as you come around the corner as police officer Johnson, there's a five foot 10 dude, white guy, white, white shirt, jeans matches the description of what you just heard through the radio. You pull over, you go through motions, guy starts giving you grief. Now you're starting to question shit because your adrenaline's pumping, right? Like that's a scenario. You don't know if this police officer has been shot at in the past five times. And that's constantly like so many things come into play when you're talking about one person going and having to or two people having to de-escalate some situation. And then you compound that with the lack of training and the fact that they go through fairly rigorous training and testing and background checks and whatnot in, in most municipalities to get into the force. But once they're in there, go. Yeah. You know, they're not I mean, going through like continued education. Like hairstylists, Elena, Elena had to do like multiple hours of continued education every quarter to make sure that she can continue to 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 have sh shears near people's ears and jugular and all that you know yeah but but copper bob over here doesn't need to go through countless hours of gun training and chokehold training and this that and the other right in the same fashion like yeah so well, what yeah, you just explained, police reform is absolutely necessary. Right. Absolutely and necessary. what you just explained, essentially, I mean, even to a further degree, is Breonna Taylor, right? Like, no. These, these people had a freaking warrant, a no-knock warrant that just happened to have the wrong address on it. Correct. So, and then got shot at a, t a ton. Well, right. But, dude, put you in that situation. Someone busts down your door. Are you shooting? I'm shooting. For sure. Okay. But then, let's admit, the police fucked that one up. Who doesn't oh, check absolutely. the goddamn address? You fucked up. Well, someone take responsibility for that goddamn thing. There are conflicting reports on that. So Okay, and you know what? Maybe you and I should get in there to debate things that we don't know. Yeah, yeah. There are conflicting reports because it was definitely the wrong address in terms of the wrong house that homeboy lived at 
but they, they had a, issued a search warrant for earlier that or something like that for that address because they knew that he was there at some point. In time. Right. So, so, but, but I guess I'm, you're right. Okay. So fair enough. I mean, but back to what you're saying. So, and again, I'm going to try to like deconstruct everything. Cause I want to go back to your original questions, but, but you're right. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and begin to, um, assume that I understand what it's like to be a police officer and, and how fucking terrifying that job must be. Again, like you said, they, I mean, we grew up in fucking Kearney, Nebraska. If anything, we should shut the fuck up because what's sure, the worst sure. thing that ever happens there, you know? Like, the worst thing that ever happens there are people like you and I growing up there who were just little assholes and that's what the cops have to deal with, right? Hey, look at these yep. fucking dickheads who are drunk at 3 a.m. driving a car down 30 fucking 9th Street at fucking you know, 3 a.m. going 98 miles an hour for no fucking apparent reason, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's what they dealt with. So, you know, to think that we understand what it's like being in like the inner cities of Chicago or New York or freaking you know, L.A., Atlanta, whatever. So you're right. And, and then, of course, you know, late being called in, having a freaking rough like description of, of a suspect, pulling up, thinking you were doing your job, that person rightfully so pushes back being like why are you fucking with me i didn't do anything and then everything escalates but then again i saw you know i saw it randomly i saw i saw it, um i think it was on instagram it was like someone had re like posted a tweet on instagram and it was something like we train cops and again, I'm going to fuck this up, but it was along these lines. It was like, we train cops to be brutal in situations where they should be brutal, like protecting against a killer or a shooter or whatever. We need them to be brutal and aggressive and go out and save these people. And then we, we train them in the academy to be those people. And then we send them out and ask them to be freaking more or less social workers. Superheroes. Well, social workers. Oh, I need you to deal. Now, you know what? I know that we just trained you to be aggressive and go after someone with a gun whose goal in their, you know, in whatever version of fucking reality they are living is to kill you. Right. Okay, cool. You've graduated. Here's your badge. Go out and work. But 97% of the calls you're getting are like, hey, can you go f solve this marital dispute or this dad just beat the shit out of this kid. What do you do about it? They're not trained for any of those things. And of course, when all of a sudden, that's all of the things, and then they get put into a situation where it's not as black and white as someone with a gun trying to kill them. It's someone truly fighting for what they believe is right, regardless of if they're wrong or right. Hey, you know what? George Floyd. He's trying to use fucking, what is it, like counterfeit money or something like that? Yeah. It's this guy's now getting defensive. It's like, why are you being so aggressive? It was just a freaking counterfeit $20 bill. All of a sudden, that freaking weird part of you clicks in. It's like, okay, he's being aggressive towards me. Now my training kicks in, my turn. Well, I get it. So I guess if, if I'm... Was it counterfeit or was it something else? I feel like that, that that might not be right. But anyway, whatever it was, it was something to do with money. So 
to answer your question, or I guess to whether, I, maybe I'm just agreeing with you here, is like, do I agree that like, they're absolutely, like when we talk about defunding police, I think I've mentioned this to you in the past, something that I, at least I wanna say out loud is, I think the branding of this idea of defunding the police has been horribly misbranded. Because if you're talking about people who, who are logically approaching the problem here, it's not actually, defunding sounds bad. That's not what they're saying. They're saying, right. really what it is is reallocating funds to other things that could potentially help move us in the right direction. And for anybody that he hears that, I think they would probably most likely agree with that. Like, hey, you know what? The way we're doing it clearly hasn't been working. It clearly is problematic, has its own set of issues. Let's at least explore other potential options, okay? And if that means taking some of the money that was going to police and redirecting it to other programs, whether that be you know, money directed towards some of these neighborhoods, you know, communities that are struggling, great, whatever. We, we don't get into, need to get into the details necessarily. But really what this should be branded as is like a more of like a um, revamp, <laughs> reallocation of how we designate dollars within like a certain community, right? So in my opinion, when we talk about defund the police, do I agree with the idea? Yes. When someone says, should we truly defund or what is the other term they use? I know I've, I can never remember this, but when they talk about like actually really truly removing funds from. Abolish. Abolish. That's fucking stupid. Anybody who thinks that, if you're listening to this and you know me and you believe that's the right idea, go fuck yourself. We're not friends anymore. Eat a fat dick. You're fucking stupid. So. <laughs> Because it's just stupid. I mean, trust me, I promise the day that that happens, you think it's great, and then you get robbed, you're gonna fucking pray to God there was a goddamn police officer there to help you out. Because yeah. I don't know anybody, okay, okay, I know a few people, but I know very few people that if they were being robbed have the wherewithal, the intelligence, and the strength to protect themselves. And most of my friends and family and people that I know in my life, I love y'all, but you're fucked. You're gonna get robbed and that's just the end of it. So you're gonna want a police officer. And so anyway, all that. But back to this whole thing real quick and I'm just gonna put a really put hat on this because I feel like I'm becoming boring. But never this whole idea of like, where does this stop? I don't think it does, Jeff. I, I really don't think, I think we have sent the ball rolling down the hill. And I, I think the core purpose behind everything that's happening is probably, I think if we actually truly see some kind of police reform could potentially stop all of the, I don't think, the rioting, I hope to God, stops before, again, like we talked about, if, if he doesn't get convicted, we're, I think we'll see the riots of LA nationwide. But 
I think if, if we can find some way to get some reform started and the discussion started, I think a lot of what we're seeing now will subside to some degree because it will at least show that we're trying to progress in the right direction, that discussions are happening. Yeah. But here's the problem. But as soon as that first fuck up, which is inevitable, it's inevitable. I mean, no. you've got 330 million police inter interactions right. a year. Yeah. 1,200, 1,200 shootings. Right. But I, but I think if, if we're like, moving in the- Like if those were COVID numbers, we'd mm -hmm. all right. be out running around. Right. But if we're moving in the right direction and, and discussions are happening, do I think it's going to solve anything? Because civil rights, it wasn't like they were, like they were marching for these rights and, and they were protesting for these rights and then one day it all changed. That's not true. So I think just like that, if we can begin discussions and we start seeing changes that are actually really happening. And again, I think like everything else, you're going to see it, you're going to see it starting from the most liberal progressive states and you're going to and it's going to take much longer for like these i hate to say it but southern states to fall in line because they're just going to be left behind if they don't i think that will be the thing that slows this down here's the thing that scares me and i and i know you know where i'm coming from is it's going to require bipartisanship to get there and I haven't seen bipartisanship to outside of like us dealing with some in the core of a fucking pandemic terrified, like, you know, what was the, the whatever bill they passed, like the, like the pandemic relief, like stimulus relief, whatever, only because everybody in this fucking planet was terrified. That's the only time I've really tr seen true bipartisanship in the last yep. however many years. So if we yeah. can't get that, this is just going to become a tit for tat, and this is my biggest problem with our government today, with this whole idea of the two-party system and what and the direction we're headed. I don't know what all of this means. I don't know how to. I don't. Are we truly? Is this like what I mentioned to you earlier today when we were chatting? Is this what? Is this the beginning of the end for the United States? Hold that thought. Okay. Ooh, that's a great. That's a great pause. I have to use the rest. Okay, I will do the same. All right. We'll be back in a second, guys. <laughs> okay. Welcome so, back, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> end of the United States. Um, beginning I, of the I, end, yes. Beginning of the end. Earlier I told you to hold that thought, and we'd come back to it when you asked about George Floyd not being convicted. There are, there are two things in 2020 that keep me up at night and one of them is not COVID. i could care a fuck less about COVID. i'm healthy most of my family's healthy most of my friends are healthy you know we lose somebody we lose some, we lost a lot of good men out there <laughs> uh, wow <laughs> okay wow now for real uh COVID's not a good thing but walking across the street kills more people in the year then COVID. okay i'm getting i'm getting away from this we, we said we were gonna leave COVID out of this um <laughs> there are two things that that scare the shit out of me right now okay. and yeah i uh they 
one of them in particular keeps me up at night. Um, not every night, but a lot of nights. The first one is what happens if Floyd, Floyd's Floyd's killer, mm-hmm. uh, Chauvin, Chauvin, yeah. What happens if he isn't convicted and? Well, okay, side note. I'll be interested to see. The left very, very vehemently opposes the death penalty in most circumstances, right? In, in actually all circumstances. Are we asking for Chauvin to be hanged here and, and electrocuted and all of the above? Or is it life imprisonment? You don't have to answer that question. I, I honestly, I just, if, I just, if, if, I, if I was to answer your question, because I don't know, but I would argue any conviction at all, I think life in prison, whatever. I don't know if anybody's looking for the death penalty. I think okay. Any, okay. any type of conviction at this point is probably good, I would guess. I, don't I, hadn't, know I hadn't really thought of that until I was just sitting here talking about it. And so, all right. I think um, just a police officer convicted for, like, like you've said, just a like gross, like example of how not to police. Right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So okay. So if that conviction is involuntary manslaughter, which happens to DUI. Uh, hmm offenders sure and they get three years in jail is that is that enough for this particular crime i don't think oh i'm sure you're gonna have people that don't i mean i'm sure people are going to again this is where this gets weird because i think the extremists will be like nope death penalty correct he first we need to convict him and then he has a sentencing trial we got to figure out like what is that sent okay what is the sentence just like how we all do this, we know how it's gonna work. Let's say, okay, a guilty verdict, fine. Now the sentencing comes. Correct. I truly believe what will happen is you're gonna have plenty of people out there that are gonna be like, nope, throw the book at him. Worst case. But there, we have to remember, again, you and I know this, I don't know if everybody else does, I think a lot of people are gonna wanna say, make an example of, make an example of him. Mm-hmm. You and I both also understand that within the bounds of the law, there's only so much they can do. If it's second, third degree murder, whatever, I'm sure there be there is a already an, a an, in the eyes of the law a max penalty. Yeah, there's already a precedent, for right? Sure. So yeah, you know that's why laws are made exactly. And so should he, you know, let's say he gets convicted of second degree murder. <laughs> Is the death penalty on the table? I would argue probably not. I think death penalty is only for like, you know, first degree premeditated, like just you know, like fucking. Hor- just I would assume. Again, my law degree. I haven't read up on it. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, you, you could sit here and say you could. This is an unpopular opinion, but I don't. I don't care. Um, you could make the argument that while this is a terrible, terrible thing, it's not nearly as bad as something that's premeditated. No. What makes it terrible, I think, is that it was nine minutes long and that it was videotaped. Eight and minutes that and everybody seconds, right? 46, I think. 46? Jesus. And that everybody sat there and watched it. Right. Right? But in my personal opinion... 
you you take somebody that dies in two seconds, but the killer sat there and plotted it out for mm-hmm. three weeks, five days, whatever the case, and just meticulously figured out how they were going to make this happen. That, to me, is far more disgusting right. than just a... You know. Right, but anyway, and I don't uh, disagree with you. Unfortunately, the problem is that's coming from just some random person. Where this is a, an officer of the law who is essentially sure. put in that position to, protect, to like to serve protect. and protect. Right. Yeah. So the two things um, now, after talking about it, I'm going to revise my statement. It used to be, it used to be the first one used to be, and I've revised the second one too, and I'll show you. With the, but the first, the first one is the. Derek Chauvin conviction. It, it used to be if he gets convicted, but now after talking with you, I'm starting to think it's probably not going to matter because I think in the eyes, th- there is going to be a large enough quantity of people in any circumstance, unless it is something that is like, we've made an example of him. He's going to jail for 120 years. There's going to be some fairly substantial size of the population of people that go that's not enough agreed so so i think it's i think it's i think it's just the conviction in general it used to be if he gets convicted now i think it's conviction the second one used to be if trump gets reelected i i fear my the democrats the left have opposed the second amendment the way these riots are going with Antifa and Antifa's growth and the, the not even Antifa, but like middle left and, and their rioting. Uh, if, if Trump gets elected, I think, I think you want to talk about LA riots. I think that we're going to see the United States burn. I think everybody's going to have a gun. I've since changed that to the November election in whole because I think that if Joe Biden gets elected, I think it'll be the first election you see the Republicans do what the Democrats did in 2016. Mm-hmm. Like the Republicans were not in favor of Obama getting elected, but they didn't take to the streets and go fucking ham like like people did in 2016 when Trump got elected, run around, oh, he's not my president, not my hashtag, not... That didn't happen in 2008. Didn't happen. Well, the, the, I to, think, to, not to the extent that it happened in 2016. It did happen because... It, it, I think four people did it. I think that well, four people have been documented as doing it. No, I think... Like it, was, it was not even close. I think didn't even hold a candle. I Honestly, I think the people that did it were generally just like people that are like blatant racists. That was just like... Well, well, then that probably happened. But I mean, I, I can I can remember thinking in two thousand eight, I was fearful that if he got elected, he would be assassinated. And by and large, the sentiment across every person in America was like, "Fuck yeah!" Including myself, because I was well, I didn't support a lot of his policies. I was stoked to see a black guy as president. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Fucking yeah!" Two thousand eight, we did it, y'all. I don't think that same sentiment will be passed if Biden becomes president, because I think there are enough people that are worried about the direction the Democratic Party is is heading and has been heading over the last four, five, six years. Um, I think there will be enough people on the right 
that are Trump diehard Trump supporters that raise up and go, okay, nope, you took this too far. The first fucking thing I see that instantiates higher taxes or makes it so that I can't say the word fuck, you know, fuck or, or whatever other word and, and removes freedom of speech even more than they have already. Um, so I, I, so on and so forth. I think anything along those lines, you're going to see the right firing back. And that, that's the scary thing because the right I think there are a lot of closet gun owners on the left. <laughs> but there are about seven times more right. guns on the right. But here's the thing. and I don't, you know what? I don't necessarily, I don't, it's not that I, I, I am a, I don't think that there's going to be some uprising. Even though. Oh, really? I, I don't think the election will do it. I think, be, because here's the thing, just like I feel like there are unreasonable Democrats, there's unre, unreasonable Republicans. He, here is what I honestly believe. Let me rephrase that. Because I don't even know, I, I say believe, and I, what is a belief? I don't have stats. I, in good faith, would like to, like to think that there are more logical thinking human beings on this, in this country than we give it credit. I know that, like, you know, I'm, you're sitting in Denver, you've lived in San Francisco, we both lived in Phoenix, you know, we both lived in Omaha, I've lived in Portland. So I have had conversations with a variety of people. And yes, a lot of those people more, more than likely have pretty strong opinions on their political beliefs. None of them that I know, that I've had conversations with, would I ever think to be the person that picks up a weapon because of an, the result of an election. Even, even, and again, you know, I, I have family members who are extreme Republicans. I don't think they're going to pick up a weapon. One, they're piss poor shots. <laughs> I worry. But I say all of that because while yes, I think there will absolutely be a faction of people who, who, really truly may take it that far i don't think it's going to be the the greater populace i think i think we have enough intelligent people that are going to be like you know what yeah this is scary holy shit this is a shift but utter mayhem dude you're talking well i don't do do i think that we could potentially be on a slow march towards a civil like a second civil war Absolutely, I, I would never take that off the table because I, I see all of these horrible <laughs> things happen. But do I think this election is going to be the thing? No, no. I do. I think it could be the next step that takes us a step closer. Sure, but do I mean think about that? I mean think about 
I mean, the Trump election was probably the most contentious election. And again, I say that with my fucking very limited fucking 37-year knowledge. No, that's hundred. I mean, I think I don't think there's another a more contentious election for sure. And while it was painful to some and exhilarating to others, and and caused, I mean, look at it, dude. We have essentially spent the last four years finger pointing. Politics have essentially divulged into fucking high school tactics of some to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are. We've made it through. We're staring down another election with a whole bunch of parameters that make it even more exciting because we've got a global pandemic. We've got a president who is willing to fucking, you know, essentially say and do whatever he wants. Like, you know, he's, again, I, whether or not you agree with this, I would argue you probably don't agree with what I'm about to say, but, you know, he's essentially placing in the minds of his extreme supporters that this election is already going to be you know f- to some degree bogus right based oh, on oh yeah I, I 100% agree with that yeah so so regardless of the outcome he's essentially armed his supporters in saying that if i lose this thing's bullshit yeah yeah which you know it is what it is but uh, come on, come on. Hillary Clinton did that. Everybody does that. To some degree, Everybody yeah. when they, I mean, you know, there are very few people that are like George W. Bush, J. George H. W. Sr., you know. When they lose, they bow out gracefully, walk off the the podium and say, thank you very much for everything. You know, that was a hell of a ride. Right. Nobody, nobody does that, especially not in 2020. The way, I mean, with the climate of social bullshit and cattiness that carries on throughout but, the world. Which says a lot for, like, what we're doing. Because, in my opinion, like, this is, this is the Constitution. Like, if the, the core job of a president, as I understand it, is to serve and more or less um, lead with the Constitution being your rule book. So we vote every fucking four years for a reason. Again, think back, and you know, this is where I'd love to get like your father or somebody that has this, all of this knowledge on here th- that can tell us like okay like you know like I've heard a lot of things about like when um, uh, what's oh, Jesus Christ I just went blank what's what's the dude freaking uh, Watergate guy what's his name the president Richard Nixon Nixon there was like a whole bunch of things like Nixon essentially when Nixon ran again didn't Nixon run? So, so Nixon took over for Kennedy after he got assassinated, right? No, LBJ took over for Kennedy. Where did Nixon come in? I thought Nixon took over somebody. Nixon was 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 elected. elected? Nixon was elected and then impeached because of Watergate. Okay. And then did not run again because he was not allowed to run again because of the impeachment. Okay. 
man, my history is fucked. I need to do some research. <laughs> Kennedy, Kennedy was assassinated, and then LBJ, LBJ took over. There. Yep, and then after LBJ... It was... Oh, no, it was uh, fucking... Uh, uh, I don't think it was... I don't think, it might have been Carter. No, Carter was after uh, Ronald Reagan. Reagan was Carter, next. Carter was before Reagan. Really? I think it was LBJ. Wait, okay, Carter, then it was cause, Carter, cause, and then Reagan took over, right? In '83. No, Reagan was '81. '81, and then he was all of the '80s. He and he had his eight-year run to '89. Correct. Yeah, you're right. And then it was freaking George Senior for four. Yes, and then, and then Clinton. Clinton for eight. Yep. And then and then George Dobbs. George Dobbs. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but I've heard like something. LBJ ar- was sixty three to sixty nine, which makes sense because. Okay, so hold on. JFK was assassinated. Did in so so sixty three to sixty nine. So he was assassinated. So it would have been sixty. There's one. There's one in between him and Carter. It gotta be. Well, hold on. So, so did Nixon run against somebody around. at one point? So, so I remember. I, 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 oh well, well, yeah, that would make sense. So, so it was it was LBJ and then Nixon. Right. Yeah. So maybe because Nixon... people people didn't like LBJ because LBJ was a racist, racist, racist <laughs> son of a bitch. And so Nixon came in and and but then lost, right? Well, and no, he won. Well, no, but didn't he? Didn't Nixon run against LBJ on when LBJ? Ran for the second term. Won his second term. I remember hearing a podcast Maybe. about like the contention in the country at that time, because it was like if you think about it, that sixties that, that was at what coming out of the Vietnam War. Well, sixty five was that was just starting the Vietnam War, and sixty five would have been just on the back into the civil rights movement. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember hearing something about how, like, horribly contentious that election was and, like, it, it was a massive divide in our country. So you, like, look back and, you know, they always say, like, history repeats itself or whatever. It's like, sometimes I, oh, I wonder, because we have access to, we have essentially, you know, as it happens, access to, to media now. Like... Barry, Barry Goldwater, sorry. Barry, okay, help me out. What? That Barry Goldwater ran against LBJ in his second term. That and that I knew that I knew that. Okay. Barry Goldwater, you, Goldwater, uh, the ton of he was a either senator or congressman for Arizona, and uh, yeah, there's a ton of shit. Goldwater Boulevard in Arizona, right? That is named after him. Okay. But you know, I wonder. It's like you know, you and I. Couple, you know, a couple years difference in age. We, we only know what we know from what we experience, and more. And I would argue that, like, you know, we've been lucky because, you know, Ronald Reagan, in regardless of like what we know about him today, was a very beloved president. Baller. Yeah, and then you get in, and then you have George W. You know, but we had what was that the Gulf War or whatever? Not great, whatever. But it was you know I I think most Americans would agree it's like hey it was necessary with Saddam or whatever. And then we have Clinton who you like or dislike the guy. Our economy was president, huh? 
He was a pretty good president. A good president, and and at the time, you know, regardless of what you believe about his politics, we were lucky enough that probably one of the most generally, um, uh, like, perfect times for the U.S. from an economic perspective, and like the value of money, we were we were crushing it in the '90s. We were just Fucking, it's like we the the like the most of the '90s into the early 2000s before the bubble burst, America was just like, yeah, we own and run this shit. Hey, everybody, watch, you know, hold our beer, watch this type shit, right? Yeah. And then of course, fucking, you know, the bubble burst in, in like the fucking early aughts, and then fucking September 11th happened, and it was a shit show from had seems like a shit show from then on out, but. Essentially, what I'm saying is that, you know, you were born in 81? Correct. 83 for me. Fucking half of our lives, if not more, we've got to live in a pretty fucking wonderful time. And now, the all we've seen, the second half of our lives, when, all we've, of it. when we've been adults, we've just seen turmoil and disaster and, and contention and two political parties that can't seem to get their fucking dicks out of the way. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, man. The, the, shitty, the shitty thing is, and this is, so I want to circle back to the, the Civil War and, and the unrest, because I think Civil War? Is, huh? Oh, you mean the Second Civil like, War? the Second Civil okay, War. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, we, we live, we've lived in the second half of our lives in turmoil, but it has been dog shit turmoil. I mean, what is the turmoil? Uh, oh, your phone isn't connecting to the fucking <laughs> internet? Like, w- seriously. Can I just say something? Term when you say that, what? do you realize that it was 2007 when the iPhone was released? The yeah. very first iPhone. Yeah. Dude, that was, I think it was 13. But, okay, seven. No, it was 07. And the only reason I know that, okay, when it was announced, you might be right that it was unavailable in 08. The only reason I know that is because I moved to Atlanta. And started at Adrenaline. And I remember that it was announced because, d- like, my boss at the time gave us the option. Oh, yeah, boss. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Gave us the option for that to be, like, our, like, like birthday present. I said, duh. Duh, right. And I remember thinking to myself, it's like, this is fucking amazing. And, dude, that was 13 years ago. Like, that it like I still struggle with like the truth that the iPhone didn't exist when we were in college. Oh, dude! I mean, I, I still I literally still get they're not all tell anymore. I forget what what company they are. I still get bills from 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 Jeff from <laughs> to my house. <laughs> are you house. serious? Literally, my mom my mom is like, "Will you get?" And I I call Jeff. <laughs> probably once every six months i talk to him more than that but like once every six months there's a bill and i I i'll call him up and be like dude cut out the goddamn bills (laughs) i don't i don't need them going to my mom's house anymore you know uh and that's all from that cell phone when i worked at nick's like well all uh, tell got wrapped bought up by singular which became part of at&t 
Yeah, but but it's not ATG that comes. It's like it's like Viero or something. It's like some. <laughs> you know, Viero's a big one in in Carney where in we're Nebraska, from. Yeah. 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 Um, where we're so from. I said that like War. you didn't know. Fucking, I'm an like, asshole. Second Civil War. So, where were you before that? Jamie, where was he before that? Jamie. Um, I think I was just talking about the idea of like, oh, the what turmoil. happens after, yeah, 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 after yeah, yeah. this the election. The turmoil. And I, and I, yeah, I said, I said, give me, give me, uh, give me one, like, I literally picked up bow hunting because I need something hard in my life. No kidding. Like I, I love going out into the wilderness. Like those bow hunts I went on with my brother-in-law. I mean, that that's ultimately why I picked it up. But once I started doing it myself and shooting and actually going out and trying to harvest my my own animals and realizing how hard it is, I've stuck with it. Like I could I could just go camp for a week, mm-hmm. right, and get the same thing that I get with going out into the wilderness. But I've stuck with the bow hunting thing because of how difficult it is, and because I'm 39 years old, I don't play in any like soccer or softball leagues. Right. I don't play. I have outside of raising my children, I have. No difficulty in my in my life. I mean, my job. My job is hard. My job, despite what we said earlier with regard to drawing stick figures and shit, my job is actually hard. Uh, very hard. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't have difficulty, and so that is a big reason I started bow hunting and why I continue on doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, term to say we have turmoil, like it is. It is such bogus bs manifested turmoil that is so un so uninteresting and unnecessary right and what 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 to go to to go back to the civil war part that's what scares me is do i think your folks extremist republicans my folks ex- well one of them Extremists probably getting, but my, 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 are they the ones that are going to pick up guns? No, but that's no different than the civil war. The original one, right? Sure. Not everybody picked up a gun in the civil war. It wasn't until rights, property, and by property, I'm not, I'm not speaking to slaves. I'm speaking to coming across my property borders and, and, and shit, it wasn't until that started happening that other people started getting involved and all of a sudden it became a full-fledged countrywide war. Right. You know, before that it was 13 states basically saying, "Hey, we're going to do this and that's it." And then like territories and shit started getting involved. So, uh I see that same thing happening. Like the protests that are happening now if Donald Trump is elected, Basically, multiply maybe 3x would be my guess, four or five. There's probably more guns that are being passed around. I mean, there's uh, the guns from the time that the protests started back in the beginning of June when Floyd was murdered to now. There is like 
I don't know if you've seen, there's like a new open carry clause for protesting. There's been like people that's that's why that guy's carrying around the AK. Well, open open carry has been thing, but like I know that for I know for a fact gun sales are fucking going. They're like busters. through the yeah, roof. It's insane. Bass Pro Shop, you can now order a gun online with Bass Pro Shop. Never used to be able to do that. Now you can because their gun sales are so high. They don't want you coming to the store because you're probably not going to find the gun there. And well, so they're yeah, allowing totally. you to order it online, and then they will – no, it's because they're selling out in the stores. And the way their warehouse system works, you can order it in Jacksonville, Florida, and they'll ship it to Denver instead of you going – from. if you go into the Denver store, they can't call Jacksonville right. and say, ship it here. So because all the stores are sold out – They've interlinked all of their stores online, and you can just order it, and then it gets shipped there, and you're and you're good. Yeah, that's all because of how many guns they've been selling since June first. Yeah. So the civil war I'm worried about is the protesters going three x four x with all these guns because it's not just Republicans running out and buying guns. I saw a very, very, very prominent Seattle reporter talking about how he was going to go buy a gun after some bricks got thrown through a Starbucks window in the basement of his apartment complex. He was going to buy a, and all of these people on Twitter were like, Oh, Mr. No gun. Oh, buying a gun. Good luck buying your gun. Hope you have fun. You know, just just trolling him left and right. It's not just Republicans buying guns. So that's what I'm worried about because it's not my mom and my dad and me and you that are going to go start a civil war. It's these assholes that are out there right now doing it. Mm -hmm. And you know who the fuck's going to join in when bullets start flying across my goddamn yard and I'm worried about my children getting clipped? This guy. <laughs> right. So now everybody's involved. Right. Right. And that's what I'm worried about. I'm yeah. not worried about me and you. I like starting it. I'm worried about it. It's 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 going to start out there, and it's just going to like once central central Denver's burned down, it's just going to continue to move out right. and move out and move out. And with defund the police, with the military not able to come in and fucking apprehend individuals without being persecuted and and yada yada. That's that's what it's going to resort to. Yeah. It's going to resort to all out citizen warfare and I've got a very, very, very good buddy uh, who was in the Israeli army for a few years. Uh, he's a badass. Very good buddy. Have dinner with him probably once a, every two weeks or so. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about the same thing and he looked to me. Yeah, a Jewish Israeli army guy. like I mean, carries concealed, all that. And we were talking about this, and he goes, oh, you're talking about the crescendo. And I looked at him, I was like, what? And he goes, that's what I've been calling it, because uh, I, I was telling him that me and me and have been looking at real estate. And uh, mm. I <laughs> Inside baseball. And inside baseball. <laughs> been looking at real estate uh, we'll just bleep in Wyoming. That out. And, in Wyoming and Montana, I will. Well, I get two fifteen oh eight. Two fifteen oh eight. That's where we're at now. So you're gonna have to take it back from there. Hold on. I'll just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write that down. Two fifteen oh eight. Um. 
No, we've been talking about buying real estate in like Montana or Wyoming and when, when shit hits the fan in November because I, I just have this sneaking suspicion it's going to. Um, heading, heading up that way and taking all the guns that we've been stockpiling and uh, just basically waiting it out and just sitting there yeah. like just ready for it. And I was telling I was telling my buddy that and he, made, and he said, you mean the crescendo? And I said, what the fuck's the crescendo? He goes, that's what I've been – referring to it as and i looked and was like well, are you part of the intellectual dark web now like you're just coining terms he started laughing he goes no i actually just made it up right now but isn't it perfect and i said dude it's it's totally right. fucking perfect it's like it is he, he he said you have to stick around and fight through the crescendo with me and i was like yeah i mean to a certain extent there's a bit of me that's like all right Honey, get in the car with the kids, head up to the property in Wyoming. I'm going to stay here Defend and, property. Fight, th- and right. fight through the goddamn crescendo yeah. because there's so much me that, that like you, you, a little bit ago you said you probably disagree with me it, because you thought I was going to defend Donald Trump. I don't defend Donald Trump. I defend the United States and I defend the constitution and the way shit is okay i defend law okay like i love that you said that i i i with 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 regard to the whole fucking mail-in voting with regard i will i will defend trump if he is sitting there defending the same thing Mm -hmm. absolutely okay but i will absolutely go against him if he is if he is not because at the end of the day the constitution is what stands people's rights are what stands People have the right to do whatever the fuck they want to do as long as it's not harming someone else. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start to encroach on that, that's where I start to that's where I start to have kind of a gut a gut shot vomit starts rolling up through the back of my throat and it's like it's it's not this isn't a good thing. Right. I don't like this. Okay. Let's put a feather in that because I feel like that could open up a whole new set of discussions a lot of worms a lot of worms there but i i love that you said that because i think you're right because i think one of the things that and again this is just for a conversation starter for next time is this idea that we love to reference the constitution as a defense to our belief and what does that mean moving forward so let's absolutely add that to next next week or next pod or whatever because i think that's that's important i, I think there's a lot to, Const- to it constitution yeah constitution and and like the value of using it as a freaking platform for an argument okay i like that but um want to close with something good Ooh. or are we not ready for that yet Oh, we're ready. He's he's gonna close with something good. No, I like this. This this is why I love this is why I love Mike. Let's close with something good. So, well, hold on. It's your th- it's your idea. So, well, what I didn't matter. ask you, you earlier I, I, is it you, something you, good between you and I, or just something good in general? Personally, I think it should be something good in general because I would like to send the listeners off on a good. Okay. Episode. Well, I have something good that I think is fascinating that I love. Is then let's let's and I have it. nothing to back it up because I don't know the kid's name or whatever. But have you heard about that kid that protected his sister from that dog attack? Mm-hmm. Like, I heard that. I actually the very first time I heard it, I heard it on a radio show here in Atlanta called The Burt Show, 
and I heard about it and I actually teared up a little bit because it's like, I think back to like being a child and like I fucking beat the ever living shit out of my sister. Right. And I wonder, and like I heard that and like my first thought, the first thought that crossed my mind was, I wonder if had I been put in that position when I was a kid, had I protect, would I have protected my sister? Because had you, had you put me in a position like that today, I would stand in front of a bullet for that girl. I love her to death, right? Yep. But you see a young kid, he's kid's like seven years old or whatever, and then you hear like the, the other part about it is like, you know, after he's just been mauled, he like grabs his sister's hand and like yanks her out of that. It's just like fucking, I'm like tearing up just talking about it. But anyway, I think that's fucking amazing. I'm sure everybody's heard about it's old news at this point, but, uh, no, I think that's, I think that's amazing. And, and, and that's one of the things I love about being a parent is, is I see, I get to see all those things on a, on a daily basis, like, and (laughs) been there and been there and done that. (laughs) Um, no, my, my son, my son's, my son's love for his sister and vice versa. I mean, she, she completely fucking adores him. Like, like to a point where it's, 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 it's disgusting. It's, it's just disgusting. I don't know how two people could love each other that much, especially siblings. Um, with so little information and I, and I wonder Huh? With so little information, they don't know each other. Well, like it's been like a tiny amount of like time. Totally, totally. But they, I think they see. I think, I think what it is is they see how me and my wife talk to both of them and treat both of them, mm-hmm. and they're basically like, "Oh fuck yeah, this guy's this guy's cool as shit," and and he's like, "Oh." God, I love right. this shit. She's like, the cutest. Wait, they keep saying she's the cutest thing in the and world. And them? You know? Okay, cool. Let's right. do this. Right. Right. And so they and so they 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 automatically they automatically get it at one and a half and four and a half, right? I mean he'll he'll be five here in, in three months. Hey Google, stop. <laughs> Sorry, Google was trying um, to own the room. And where I'm ultimately going with that is I wonder because I'm the same way. I, I I have two sisters. You have one sister. I don't know at what point in time we broke apart, right? Like I'm sure my mom and dad would say, "Oh yeah, uh, you guys were the sweetest thing in the world." I mean, it's 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 not unlike that uh, that article mm-hmm. we were we were reading today that uh, the 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 great forgetting, right? You know, you don't remember. And so, for all I know, I was the sweetest thing in the world until seven, eight, nine, somewhere. Yeah, I saw how you interact with your but siblings. I, I, but I definitely aged. remember. I mean, there was a time I held my held my older sister down because she was bigger than me. I, I was probably twelve years old, so she would have been seventeen. Maybe maybe it was younger. Maybe it was like ten and fifteen. But it was somewhere in that area. She was bigger than me, and she was fucking with me this this, this whole time. And I had I. I I ended up getting a mouthful of Doritos and I chewed them all up and somehow or another got on top of her and pinned her down and just stood above her and like spit and drooled these chewed up nacho cheese Doritos all over her face. And she, I mean, it was like the most appalling thing, scarred her for life, I imagine. (laughs) Um, But I did that to her, right? And then that was, like I said, like that, that was outside of that, 
friendly, loving window. And and this kid obviously loves his sister more than ever, mm-hmm. but he's a child. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through the phase where he hates his sister mm-hmm. and vice. The, the, the feeling is going to be reciprocated. It's going to be mutual. And I'm waiting for the time that I get to fully see when that actually happens. Like I will mark it on a calendar and be like, yep, because I keep this running calendar of, yep, this is when he did this, this is when she did this. Oh, this is when he farted first. Mm-hmm. This is when he took his first dump. This is the first time he told me he hated me. This is the first time he kicked me in the face. Right. I've got all that. And I'll be able to say, this is the first time he looked at his sister and said, I don't ever want to see you again. Right. And vice versa, right? But to your point of making this a good thing, that's the way we should fucking all treat everybody. Mm-hmm. We, we should, there's no reason we shouldn't all fucking try to save each other from dogs, right? Right. Dogs being Donald Trump, dogs hmm. being fucking, what's his, I've already forgot his name because I hate him, Derek Chauvin. Dogs being whoever, right? right. Like we should all, that's one thing that I don't understand. And, and that's, yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't heard that more, but there are 40 people filming this guy getting murdered and, and nobody no runs thing, over right. and goes, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right. Even though there you ever are seen, some people You ever recording. seen Seinfeld with the, the innocent bystander law? And, like those guys would be thrown in jail. Yeah. You know? um, but no. Ended on a good note, right? Yep, you're up. Oh, oh, that was. Are we both doing it? Oh shit! Is it just me? Mm. I thought we both had. No, I thought it, I thought it was tribute. just a collective. I thought it was just a collective thing. Oh, like, oh shit, shit! Sorry. No, we can. We can do what we can do. We can both do. We can both do. Both do. Both do. <laughs> I thought we were both uh, bringing one thing to the table that was positive. That's my assumption. You know what that they say about assumptions. As it were. No, I, I don't, we could, we can do that for a future podcast. Um, I don't, I don't have anything in particular. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so I will just, I will, yeah, I'll just piggyback off yours and and say that, uh, I, I, yeah, I liked, I like that story because that's, that's the quintessential human move. Yeah. There's a human, human, a dog floating down the river. Who do you say? Yeah. And it's, you, save, you save the you save the human, right? right? And it's unfortunate. It's like not unfortunate, but it's it's wonderful. But unfortunately, at the same time, it's like, like we're looking to a seven year old boy to find faith in humans. I yeah, don't know what that says. We're we're looking at that part of the media and going, yes, we um, this gives this invigorates right. us, and it's like, no, that should actually just be the media, right? On like, and we should see so much of that where we go. Yeah, that's awesome. Way to go, kid. Right. But it shouldn't make us all like you're tearing up. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't make us tear up because that should just be yeah the norm. Yeah, the- and I like to think I like to think that it is. And I, you know, to your point, going back a little bit about about the Civil War, I like to think that it is. I think the majority of people are in that place and just don't know. <laughs> I think they fall into that Cato Institute study i think they don't know how to voice themselves i think they don't know how to communicate i think they're scared to communicate i think they are worried about a variety of things and i hope 
I hope we get out of it. Yep. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right, man. Well, dude, this has been enjoyable. Not that I expected. It's been a blast. Different. Yeah, I didn't either. All right. Can't wait to uh, see see <laughs> where this goes. See what happens. Right. At the end of the day, I love you. Love you too, man. All right. Well, I wish I could quit you. I wish I could quit you. <laughs> All right, man. On. All right, brother. On three. Uh, on three. All right, homie. See you next week. One, two, three.